This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Mary Margaret Miller, joined by Kamel King. As we do every Friday, we'll be traveling across the state letting you know about people, places, and events that make Mississippi a unique and fascinating place to live. Today, we'll start our road trip off on the Mississippi Gulf Coast and speak with Carrie Horn about her VO 101 seminar. Next, we'll talk with Lane Bruce about the inaugural People, Politics, and the Press Summit. And in studio joining us today, we've got James Robinson here to share all about Malico Records' 50th anniversary celebration. We'll end the show with musical guest Fifth Child, so stay tuned. Hold on tight because we're going on a whirlwind tour right here on Next Stop Mississippi. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Mary Margaret Miller of MississippiToday.org, joined as always by my good friend, Kamel King of Visit Mississippi. We are so glad to be back on the radio with you on this wonderful Friday here on MPB Think Radio. A great day to be on Next Stop Mississippi. We've got a full show today. We're off to the races, running hot, uh, and we want to hear about what's happening in your neck of the woods. It's that time of year when something's always going on, and we only have so much time on the air. So, hey, let us know what's going on in your neighborhood. That number is 1-877-672-7464. That's 1-877-MPB-RING. Kamel, it is so good to see your face. Oh, it is great to see your face, too. What is going on? How's everything been this week? Well, I've had a good week. It's I think everyone is in the twilight zone of having a Wednesday Fourth oh of July. So you know you had that Thursday Monday feeling, yeah. and here we are back to Friday. But I'll take it. I'll take it. I mean, Wednesday really felt like Sunday, so I like had to reset myself a couple of times. But as long as I get to see your beautiful smiling face, Mary Margaret. Well, I am so glad to see you. I'll admit my <laughs> mistake this morning. Camille asked me to pick him up. Don't you um, do it. And I forgot. I totally <laughs> forgot. So uh, Kamel just literally ran into the studio door from jumping out of an Uber. Yes. I mean, a man that can really make something happen. And Kamel I'm not King. even sweating. You're not. Yeah, you look great. You look great. <laughs> well, we do have a great show today. We've got a lot of guests in studio, which we just really love. And we're here starting the show off with one of MPB's own, Carrie Horn. So glad to have you. Yay, thank you. I'm glad to be here. All right. I'm glad you got here, too. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, the energy in the room is palpable. Truly, truly. (laughs) Carrie, tell us a little bit about you. Oh, sure. Um, So I have worked here at MPB for the past 18 and a half years. Oh, my goodness. Yes. And uh, over those times, I'm a closed captioner for all of our local programs. Uh, I am a puppeteer, a writer, a voiceover person, just basically all around. I'll even pick up an electrical cord if they need me to and just go get it. But but I love working here. I love what we get to do for the people of this state. And that's just something that I've, I've really loved. Working yeah, here it's amazing public service what you guys do here at MPB. And we're glad to be here just yes, for indeed. an hour a week. I'm telling you. Now, when you say you're a closed captioner, what does that mean exactly? So every show that we produce locally here at MPB, I take that show, transcribe, uh, everything that you hear on the show, and then I create a uh, a file that creates closed captioning for the for the deaf and the hard of hearing, and even people who have English as a second language. Though I I marry the closed captioning to the show, and and it gets on the air. Those are the the little white words in the black boxes Absolutely. that you see at, yeah. at the workout gym on the television set. There you go. There you go. <laughs> but I use it all the time, especially for the BBC programming that we have here on MPB. I turn on that closed captioning, and I'm so thankful for those people who do that because yeah. it's hard to understand sometimes. I'm telling you. I Listen, I have a little bit of intimate understanding of what goes on with this. Cool. I've had to get a couple of projects and send them off to get them closed captioned, and it is so tedious. It, it I mean, is. you really have to 
concentrate and be in on it. It's so, true. Yeah. Especially um, we've done a couple of uh, things about blues singers of the past and, and – that is that is the most challenging thing to have to close caption is is some blues singers sitting around. I'm just like, because the words aren't, aren't full all the yeah, time. No, yeah. they're not. They're not even English sometimes. <laughs> but that's great. That's yeah. great. Now, Carrie, you really grew up in this world of media and and public broadcasting. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, actually, my father is Walt Grayson. Wow. So yeah, um, I can Nice. <laughs> I came at this honest. Uh, right. As a little girl, I would go with him to the radio stations when he worked at radio stations, and I learned to be very quiet. But then, uh, and when he worked at TV stations, I would follow him there. So I got to learn some of the ins and outs of what it is to be behind the microphone, what it is to be in front of, behind the camera, and what it takes to to make a show and that kind of thing. So I've ever since I was a little girl, I've grown up in this. And and he's he's invited me to come and do projects with him to tag along and, and be a nice grip to carry the equipment. You know, sure. that too. But mm-hmm. but yeah, it, it's ever since I was a little girl I've been in this world somehow wow. or another. Well, that's super cool. <laughs> so did you know, you know, just following your father around? Because, I mean, he's an icon, Thank of you. course, and, yeah. and everybody yeah. loves Walt Grayson. Cool. Thank uh, you. But, I mean, following him around, did the bug bite you to want to be in entertainment or did it just naturally yeah. you wanted to do it? I I always saw that as, you know, like a I could do this if I wanted to. But I was I was of the era that I really wanted to go work in the mall. <laughs> so right. funny. Until right. I did, and then I realized, no, 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 no. I want to no. be outside. <laughs> exactly. It's like, no, Dad, I want to work at, at K, you know, at TJ Maxx or something. Yeah, right. come on, y'all. Let me do work there. But no, I, I learned that that was not for me. And um, and then my dad, even as a kid, encouraged me. Even as I graduated high school, he was like, just go apply at then ETD. He was like, go apply, apply. And I was like. So then I finally got the opportunity to to come here, and it was just a perfect fit. It really was. I was like, okay, these people are just as as crazy, just as creative, just as everything, and this yeah. is these are great people. Absolutely. Well, and we will start talking about your VO 101. Oh, but before Camille no, walked fun. in the studio, uh, Carrie and I were talking. And Carrie is a big player in Ed Said. Oh, yeah. Man. Which is one of our favorites. Nice. Oh, awesome. Okay. Nice. I, yeah, uh, with a group of, of really talented people. I've got Tywo Gaynor. I've got Scott Caldwell. Yeah. <laughs> Scott Caldwell. We've got, we've got a whole bunch of people who are in on this. We're creating season three. Of Ed said right now downstairs. Wow! Nice. Uh, so we're working on a song right now that I am really, really excited about. Um, so yeah, I've, I'm the I'm the puppeteer, the voice of Ed said, and uh, and writer. So, and it's just a fun, fun thing. It's just amazing. Congratulations on all the accolades that show got. I mean, it, I it is really that. quality. Thank you so much, the whole team out there. I swear. What they and they're they're. It's not something that uh, we're able to. We can devote, you know, Monday through Friday, you know, this amount of time. No, we're we're stealing moments. These are some of the hardest working people at this station. And we're just having to to grab and steal a moment here and there. And the things we the things we're able to create with stolen stolen tidbits of time is mm-hmm. so so cool. I can't wait to share it with everybody. Mm-hmm. Wow. I love that. I mean, and that really makes so much sense for creative people and for busy people. You know, yeah. if there's a project you want to do, you yeah. often have to steal the time to do it, right? Exactly. But right. those are the ones that really kind of end up meaning the most. Right. If you have a passion for it, it's gonna show and it's gonna be it's gonna show in the product. And then people are going to be able to to love it all the more because you love it all the more. Yeah. Absolutely. So. I think that's a good segue into your VO one oh one. I mean, I imagine you've got a lot of technical things to share in this seminar, but probably a lot of passion points as well. Exactly. There are a lot of people interact with voiceover. Uh, That's what VO stands for. Voiceover is all the stuff that you hear on commercials, people who talk on radio. Uh, It's it's people who do audio books, people who do voices in video games, cartoons, TV commercials. It's amazing how much there is toys even there's. The little talk interactive toys. It's amazing. Well, and now you think about Alexa and how you kind of like talk to Alexa mm-hmm. and she talks back to you. Yeah. I mean, that's VO. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people interact with it. Everybody interacts with it every single day. But a lot of people want to get involved but don't know how. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I want to talk to people who 
have an interest in being a voiceover artist or even the technical side of it, recording, editing, that type of thing. I want to meet together with those kind of people and at least tell them certain steps that they need to take to get started in this. What kind of background do you need? What kind of information do you need to get started? And then after we do that, it's so much fun because then I get to hand them all scripts. Nice. We all stand up behind the microphone and I get them to to read several, several scripts and give them critiques and things like that. Because a lot of people don't realize it has a lot to do with acting as well and, and bringing in a lot of that kind of that kind of background of creating a story, telling a story through somebody else's words about a lawnmower, yeah. perhaps. You know, it's <laughs> sure. it's still telling a story, yeah. but you gotta have that skill set and be able to go out there. And then after you have the skill set, where do you go from there? How yeah. do you shop it around? Exactly. Yeah. And I'm I'm so happy. I've I've taken some seminars some from very talented people who are big in the business. Mm-hmm. And I love that I'm able to share that with people here in Mississippi because there are there are some workshops on the coast, New Orleans, Mobile, Birmingham, that kind of thing. But there's nothing here, central, northern, there's nothing here on in in Ocean Springs and that kind of thing. And I'm sure. happy to take this to take this to I'm so happy that the Mary C. O'Keefe Cultural Center has invited me to come down. Um, I'll be there on July 14th from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. And I'm going to be giving giving my seminar about how to get started voiceover 101. That is so cool. That is so cool. Now, tell folks where they can go to learn a little bit more about this. And can you know, sure. July fourteenth is tomorrow. No, next weekend. It's, yeah, it's it's not not tomorrow, but a week from tomorrow. That's right. And uh, where you can go is go to the and then uh, click on upcoming events, and then you'll see for the month of July, you'll see July fourteenth, VO one hundred one with Carrie Horn, and uh, click on that, and you'll be able to sign up. Uh, you can also call the the Mary C and they'll be able to talk to you about it, and um, and it is it's we do need to go ahead and get people to sign up for it because because uh, time is coming and we're gonna sh- we're gonna cut it off at twenty so oh yeah Imagine there's only twenty people group. available available to come so I'm so glad you're doing this. Uh, I, I directed the studio for about ten years so we did a lot of voiceover work and I tried some of it. Yeah, it is not easy and i wish people would like understand you just don't go into a studio and start reading and talk it is not that easy there is truly an art to it i mean just listening to the way you enunciate it obviously spills over into your regular life because you do it so much so i'm glad you're doing this because it's 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 really an art form i think a lot of people are told oh my gosh you've got a great voice you should go into commercials (laughs) Uh or you should you sound just like spongebob squarepants you should do cartoons (laughs) and that's not it that's Mm -hmm. not because they've already got somebody doing those things you know so that's that's a myth I like to dispel and mm-hmm. go ahead and teach you the right way. Absolutely. To create your own voice. To, exactly. And different ways you can do that. We talk about that in the seminar, too. How do you create a voice? Well, that that's great. Well, Carrie Horn, thank you so much for joining us today. It is time for us to take a quick break, but check out org to learn more about VO101 with Carrie Horn. Like I said, it's time for a quick break, but when we come back, we'll welcome to the show Lane Bruce with the Mississippi Press Association. He's joining us to talk about the inaugural People, Politics, and the Press Summit happening next weekend at the two Mississippi museums. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. Can't get to a radio? Well, don't worry. MPB Think and Music Radio are available online and on our MPB public media app. It's simple. Just log on to our website at mpbonline.org to get started. This is MPB Think Radio. This Saturday at 7 p.m. on the Thacker Mountain Radio Hour, we'll welcome British author Martin Amos and his essay collection, The Rub of Time, sister blues duo Larkin Poe, and Americana singer-songwriter Sarah Shook and the Disarmers. That's this Saturday at 7 p.m., the Thacker Mountain Radio Hour on Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio. Here comes him. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio.
Welcome back. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Mary Margaret Miller of MississippiToday.org, joined by Visit Mississippi's Kamel King. If you're just joining us before the break, we spoke with Carrie Horn about her VO 101 seminar taking place next Saturday at the Mary C. in Ocean Springs. Check that out at TheMaryC.org. Now we welcome to the show Lane Bruce, Executive Director of Mississippi Press Association. Thanks for being here, Lane. Well, thank you for the invitation. Glad to be here. Well, we're super excited to have you on the show to talk a little bit about people, politics, and the press. This is, I mean, an unprecedented gathering of Mm -hmm. journalists taking place in Jackson next Saturday, July 14th. It really is. Um, Stuart Rockoff with the Humanities Council and Ronnie Agnew uh, here with MPB reached out to us about a year ago uh, to discuss the possibility of of joining this project. And, uh, of course, it was something we were very excited to to be a part of. So really looking forward to it. Now, when we talk about people, politics, and the press, kind of the tagline is a civic engagement summit. So tell our listeners really what that means when you're talking about the press and politics and and civic engagement. Well, the press and the media has... uh, been kind of a story in and of itself uh, since uh, President Trump has taken office, and uh, the and, you know some of the impetus behind uh, I think what we are trying to accomplish uh, next weekend is to engage the public uh, in discussions about the value of a free press and the role that it plays in democracy. And I think you'll hear a very um, valuable and productive discussion about that from a just a star-studded lineup of, of speakers and presenters. Now, Lane, how did uh, the whole project started to come about? I mean, who conceptualized it and start picking who you wanted to attend? How did it all kind of come into form? Well, I believe the genesis of this, and I would defer to Stuart uh, Rockoff, but uh, it has its roots uh, with the Humanities Council and a project they work on nationwide with funding from the Mellon Foundation to do what we talked about uh, just a moment ago about fostering a better understanding of the press's role in um, in a free society and, of course, its vital place as part of the First Amendment. Yeah. So Stuart and uh, Ronnie, uh, you know, really were the uh, uh, the driving forces behind this. And, and um, from there, the Press Association and the Clarion Ledger in Mississippi today have become involved. And, uh, you know, we were meeting monthly, if not more frequently, and discussing who would be uh, some of the appropriate speakers and presenters to draft to be involved in this. And we were we had our mind set on, uh, you know, a, a big name keynote speaker. And um, so we came up with three ideas of folks that we'd like to approach. And thankfully, we were able to land, you know, three really top notch uh, or four actually really known top notch uh, national journalists. Excellent. Yeah, that's right. You can find the the full schedule at peoplepoliticspress.com. It's a great website. But yeah, Lane, let's talk about some of these folks who are going to be joining us, our national speakers. Now, we do have an incredible lineup of local and regional journalists, which I find equally as compelling. But let's talk about our, our big names. Well, uh, the morning's first keynote's uh, going to be presented by Jesse Holland, who is a uh, longtime correspondent for the Associated Press. And Jesse's just a fantastic writer, not just a fantastic journalist, but, you know, novelist and and um, uh, brings a wealth of, of background covering national politics and um, uh, racial issues for the Associated Press. And he's going to kick uh, kick things off that morning. Uh, well, and isn't he doing a lot of work right now around Black Panther? Actually, he is the author of a graphic novel about the Black Panther, which is entitled "Who Is the Black Panther?" It was published earlier this year. Okay. And, um, and uh, so I hope he talks about that. That's really I, I, I cannot imagine that he's going to come to this and, and leave without having <laughs> sure at least been asked about it. Um, Evan Smith is the CEO of the Texas Tribune, which is uh, wow um, a. Uh, a nonprofit news organization based in Austin, Texas, and um, has really, as you know, uh, kind of uh, presented a model for uh, nonprofit journalism across the United States. And before that, uh, Evan was editor and a correspondent for Texas Monthly, which is just a wildly popular uh, magazine, uh, not just in Texas, but across the country. Uh, So he is uh, a a keynote speaker that day as well. And aside from those two gentlemen, we have Alex Burns with the New York Times, who's a national political correspondent, 
Prior to that, he also worked for Politico, where he covered the 2012 uh, presidential election. And then, of course, um, our very own Randall Pinkston, a native of Yazoo County, and a long, long time correspondent for CBS News, uh, who also covered the White House for a long time for CBS. Uh, Randall will be moderating some of the sessions and also sitting on one of the panels. And I also should have mentioned that Jesse Holland is a native of Holly Springs. So a lot of these folks who are nationally known do have roots here in Mississippi. Now, Lane, in a day and age where, you know, the press seems so politically charged and polarized one way or another, and you've got people who just really don't know how to cut through the malarkey, do you think that, uh, you know, people politics in the press is really good so that people can kind of get through all of the, you know, just just the clogged up pipeline and, and kind of get some clear pictures of what's really going on? I think it's uh, extremely valuable, no matter what your political inclinations might be, to come and um, be in the audience for this program. It uh, always puts a new perspective on things when you meet the individual, and it's not just a byline in the paper or online or just a talking head on television. Mm -hmm. Uh, You see these are living, breathing people, and... um, you know, I, it is my role to be an advocate for the free press and uh, here in Mississippi and, and elsewhere. But I also know that individuals uh, can't divorce themselves from feelings. And I think you're going to hear not just, um, you know, their perspectives as reporters, but their perspectives as people and, and how they see the state of affairs in the country today. I'll be using that line, however. I can't divorce myself from my feelings. That's right. I, I will be using that. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. But you make a great point, Lane. I mean, so often the press is busy. They're in the newsroom. They're writing. They're publishing. And this is a great opportunity for the public to have an interaction, to have a dialogue with those names that you're reading day in, day out. Uh, one of the panels that I am most excited about is one that you've really curated. Would you talk a little bit about the community journalism panel? I'll be happy to. Um, this panel actually has its genesis in a um, in an awards um uh, presentation that we make annually, which is the Bill Miner Prize for Investigative and General News Reporting. And Bill, as most of your listeners uh, will know, I'm sure, was a long, long-time uh, journalist and investigative reporter and columnist uh, who uh, passed away at the age of 94 uh, last year. Mm-hmm. But Bill's well-known to journalists in the state, and we annually um, uh, present an award in his uh, now memory to some of the best reporters in the state. And what we have done uh, subsequent to that is bring these folks together to discuss their work and what earned them this prize. And two of these, well, actually three of these panelists uh, are prior Bill Miner award winners. And, uh, and, and the outgrowth from that is just to discuss the importance of local community journalism uh, and in Mississippi's case, local community journalism often means the local newspaper. The challenges that are facing uh, the business models for newspapers today and also uh, the, the important critical role that they play as a, um, as a watchdog for the communities they cover. Absolutely. Uh, just quickly mention that uh, those panelists include Jamie Patterson, uh, a young, bright reporter from uh, Yazoo City, the Yazoo Herald, Charlie Smith, uh, the uh, publisher of the Columbian Progress, and uh, Ray Mosby, our grizzled veteran who is also well-known for writing a statewide uh, syndicated column and just, frankly, one of the best editorial writers in the state. This is going to be moderated by David Hampton, a longtime editorial director for the Clarion Ledger and now an adjunct professor at Jackson State. So we're really excited about this one. Very cool. Now, following that session at 11.15 a.m. is a panel called Southern Politics in the Age of Trump. And I think this is one of the panels that really uh, exemplifies this idea of people, politics, and the press. You've got Austin Barber and Brandon Jones, Mm. uh, both uh, political uh, folks, and uh, Jesse Holland, one of our keynotes, along with Alex Burns, and then the great Mississippi journalist, Curtis Wilkie moderating. Right. Um, Curtis, we talked about our four kind of big names, but Curtis Wilkie is just such a a treasure and a legend right. in the world of of Mississippi journalism. Well, and we get to 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 you know see Curtis regularly and hear from him. It's um, he'll be an invaluable uh, contributor to this, uh, and and really this session um, you know will draw a lot of interest. And again, whatever your uh, political 
persuasion might be, uh, this is not intended to be, you know, a politically charged discussion, but really the challenges that the press face uh, in covering an administration that, you know, that is, um, uh, pardon the pun, building a wall between uh, the First Amendment <laughs> and, and the media and, um, and the, you know, the subjects that they cover. Um, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to hearing what these folks have to say about how their jobs have changed uh, since January of 2017. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, one panel, one local panel that we're getting a lot of buzz about is Millennials in the Media, which is made up of four young female journalists uh, in, in the Jackson area, Bracey Harris, Cobrag, Ashley Norwood, and Kaylee Skinner. And I really think this is going to be a super interesting discussion about what it means to be a woman in the news, what it means to be in your 20s in the news. Mm-hmm. Um, these girls are really all, they're all working in different formats and in uh, different organizations, but I think we're going to see a lot of really interesting conversation there. Well, it's important for me to be there. I've done this for a while now, and and um, I'm not a millennial, <laughs> so I need to hear what is on their minds and how the Press Association can better work with them. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. Well, and you know, if you're unable to make it to Jackson on July 14th for this event, it is free. We should note it starts uh, at nine o'clock in the morning and wraps up around three in the afternoon. But with that being said. Uh, the full day will be live streamed on Facebook, so you can check that out. Uh, and also, um, just a lot of really great conversations happening. And as we mentioned, some really wonderful ways to uh, have dialogue with great writers, both nationally and, and in Mississippi. Uh, Lane, for you, um, it's been a lot of work to put together this event, uh, People, Politics, and the Press. Why Why do you think it's important to be involved or to get involved in sort of these public-facing events? Well, you know, the, journalists do a hard job every day, every week. Um, and I think by and large, you know, despite some of the um, – some of the um, – the, the mood in the country right now about politics and the free press. Uh, it's important, you know, to, to understand uh, where these folks are coming from, the challenges they face, uh, and that um, no one is getting wealthy off this line of work. And I think a lot of, not to make something out of it that it's not, but a lot of these folks do it because they have a calling to do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it really is vital uh, to uh, freedom in uh, the United States, and that's a valid conversation to have any day, but certainly on the 6th of July after we've just uh, observed July the 4th. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, as I said earlier, any chance that the public gets to uh, to interact with these folks and not just read their, their copy in the paper online or see them on television or hear them on the radio, I think uh, builds a better understanding of wh- who they are and what they're trying to accomplish. That's awesome. Please remind our listeners of the details of the event and where they can go to find more information. Well, the best one of the best things about this is that it's going to be at the uh, two Mississippi museums, which is a, just a fantastic venue if folks have not seen it. I encourage you to go regardless of whether you'll be attending this event or not. And, of course, all the details are on peoplepoliticspress.com. Uh, the event is free, but we want to know you're coming, so please go there and, and uh, reserve yourself a ticket. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Lane Thank Bruce, you. Executive Director of Mississippi Press Association, here talking about people, politics, and the press, an inaugural journalism summit taking place at the two Mississippi museums. All right, it is time for us to take a quick break, but when we get back, we've got a really special guest. James Robinson, Executive Director of Malico Records Gospel Division, is here to discuss their 50, 50th year anniversary celebration. Don't go far. This is Next Stop Mississippi, only on MPB. Think Radio.
Can't stick around for the rest of the show? You can always catch up by logging on our website at mpbonline.org or use the MPB Public Media app on your mobile device. This is MPB Think Radio, where Mississippi is our mission. Are you looking for something fun to do this summer? You should check out the MPB events calendar. It has tons of great events. We're talking water slides, kids' activities, and even some summer night concerts that are just awesome. If you want to find something nearby or far away, check it out because we have activities across the whole state. If you want a date night or a play day, we have that covered too. There's tons to do for any age, anywhere, anytime. And it's all online at mpbonline.org. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Mary Margaret Miller, joined by Kamel King. And if you're just joining us before the break, we spoke with Lane Bruce about people, politics, and the press, an inaugural journalism summit taking place in Jackson. Now, we are really excited to join, uh, to have in studio with us today, Executive Director of Malico's Gospel Division, James Robinson. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Mr. Robinson, Mr. Robinson, wow. Just reading your bio and finding out what you are all about. Man, you are a powerful man in this industry. Uh, it's all about the call of God. Most certainly. Without, without that, I'd be nothing. So it really is about opportunity that the uh, Lord God has given me in my life. Yes, indeed. Please give us a little bit of background on yourself. And and, I mean, I'm most pleased to find out that we have the co-founder of Gospel Flavor in the building. And Uh if you guys, you listeners don't know about the impact of Gospel Flavor, it is one of the biggest gospel promotion companies that has real true impact. I mean, I've worked in the entertainment industry for a long time and everybody will take your money. Everybody will promise things. But Gospel Flavor gets it done in the mm, gospel industry. Wow. It really is about the call of God, as I was saying. Uh, and we were very young, and the internet was brand new. And, mm. um, you know, we met on one of the first web pages, and we didn't meet for the first two years. But, you know, ultimately, God had blessed us all. And um, there's a company called Bonafide Radio, which Gerard Bonner has, and Melanie Clark is at Radio One Charlotte, and mm-hmm. I'm here at Malico. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Lord has blessed us. Not only did we start that, we still all work within the entertainment industry. And that's one of the true attributes of God and his calling. Well, certainly. So when he's for you, he's for you. You know, so uh, he was for us and the Lord has blessed us. But I'm happy to be at Malico. You know, I'm happy to be here in Jackson and yeah. uh, having a good time, you know, so uh, it's an enjoyable ride. Nice. Now, Ms. Robinson, you mentioned you're pretty new to the Jackson area. Is that right? Correct. I've only been here since um, November. Uh, Tommy Couch Jr. gave me a call, and uh, uh, after a couple of calls, I decided to come on down. You know, uh, uh, he's a great guy. He leads. A, uh, this is a great company. It's a historic company. Uh, his dad founded it uh, 50 years ago. It's a family-owned company, uh, and it's important to to realize here in Jackson that there is a company that has stood the test of time, but that is recognized worldwide. Mm. So uh, it's local to you guys who drive up north side, but to the world, uh, not just here in America or North America, but to the world. It is a blues label second to none. But for those of us in the body of Christ, it is a label who not only brought us blues, but great, great, great gospel music. Uh, Frank Williams, Mississippi born and raised, Mississippi Mass Choir. You know, so even though the company is born and raised it, it has deep roots musically uh, beyond just the blues uh, for the gospel here in Jackson. I've gotten a chance to kind of get to know Malico intimately working for the Williams brothers for about 10 or 12 years. And I tell you, uh, Malico, people don't know that right down on Northside Drive, Mm -hmm. there's an institute that has had a very uh, big, strong presence in publishing, in producing, in distribution, Mm -hmm. you know, so uh, I know a lot of people think in Mississippi there are no powerhouses, but Malico has been a true powerhouse across the gospel and blues, and of course, it has done some urban things too, Mm -hmm. but I mean, it it really has has been a facility second to none, uh, uh, not because they've rebuilt after the storm, but it's always been a great recording facility. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and like you said, you know, it's to bring attention to the great work that they do. Um, they are in Jackson, they're in Mississippi, but they're educated people in Jackson, Mississippi that are educated in music and that really have been born into it. Sometimes you think Southern cities or rural states and you don't really get the big music flash like New York or L.A., mm-hmm. Chicago even. But it's it's a very real thing that's happening here in Jackson that for 50 years some great music has come out of here. Now, please tell us about your transition. I mean, from where you got started, then Gospel Flavor, and then now the, the call to come and head up the Gospel uh, Division of Malico. Uh, so, wow, I'll try to get there quickly. Uh, at the age of 10, uh, my mom had uh, lupus, so she would send us to Jersey for the summers with her sister. Oh, wow. Her sister was a part of the GMWA, which was founded by Reverend James Cleveland. Cleveland. Um, there was a record... Um, Isaac Douglas and the Savannah Mass Choir, I found a cure on Savoy Records. Mm. Um, that was the very first record I ever purchased gospel. Wow. Morph into three or four years later, I'm singing with Albert Jameson and Triborough Mass Choir featuring James Cleveland. Nominated for a Grammy, that record. Um, then from there, went to the high school, Music and Performing Arts. Some of you remember that movie, Fame. Yeah. Sure. Okay, so I actually went, nice. <laughs> went there. Okay. <laughs> My mom went there before me. She was a minister of music. So, you know, the Bible says in Romans 8 and 28, for we know that all things work together for the good of them who love the Lord, whom are called according to his purpose. So mom being a musician, uh, happened to be sick, went with a sister, um, met a preacher in Brooklyn who would be nominated for a Grammy. All of that really, honestly, every musical thing that I've just mentioned was on Savoy Records, Mm -hmm. which Malico owns. Mm -hmm. So at a very young age, not knowing I would end up at Malico, I began to learn the catalog. Mm-hmm. Wow. So to morph, it took me all day to tell my story, but to morph to now, part of the success of what we do at Malico is knowing the catalog mm-hmm. and being able to take that catalog and make it viable, not just for Christian entertainment, enjoyment, not for spiritual rejuvenation, but also financially, because this is a business. Certainly. So, uh, you know, Tommy Couch gave me a call. I worked at Light Records and E1 and other labels before this. Um, founded Gospel Flavor, had wow. my own labels, to have my own. E1 is not small, guys. Exactly. So, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, and then you have to look at it again. I was just sharing with Coco that there are only five labels, I believe, left mm-hmm. that are true labels. Yep. Malico was one of them. Mm-hmm. So it's no small thing him inviting me down, me accepting. Um, it's the opportunity. Mm-hmm. But uh, no matter where this label was founded, it's one of the premier labels in gospel music. And um, I appreciate him inviting me down. And um, mm-hmm. it's a blessing. It's, it's a blessing. Certainly. So how do you take on a 50-year legacy? And with respect and, um, and joy, it mm-hmm. sounds like, but really establish your own future vision? It is... It is Basically, a passing of the torch. Uh, this company was founded by Tommy Couch Sr., um, and now it is run by Tommy Couch Jr., uh, along with the things that we just talked about, making a 50-year catalog vibe on things like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. There comes a a nod to what has been and a respect and a sensitivity to that music, what it was birthed, who made it. Because most of those people who recorded that music are no longer with us. Most certainly. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you Mm -hmm. do have to honor what was there. Mm -hmm. And although you touch it and you make it new, you Mm -hmm. have to respect what God had created there and the people that created it. So because those people are no longer with us, you have to sort of look to talent that is now with us and viable and, Mm -hmm. and see how can you push that agenda forward and and meet the criteria of blessing God's people, mm-hmm. pleasing God, you know, ultimately, ultimately. But then making sure that that is, you know, can can live for another fifty years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how you do that? A lot of fasting, a lot of praying, a lot of, you know, team strategy, effort. I'm sure. Yeah, a lot of strategy, a lot of team building. Um, but pretty much knowing the music, knowing what God has called you to do, having lived that music. Uh, have a young man named Daryl Lusto over at the label with us, uh, along with Tommy and I, and have a great staff. So we um, really prayed over it. We really, you know, combed through it. Uh, we have a great musical director in Percy Beatty. Uh, 
from the Winans, Milton Brunson, those guys. Um, one of our legacy artists uh, was Inez Andrews. She was part of the Caravans, uh, along with Albertina Walker and Shirley Caesar. Well, she had a son. Mm-hmm. Her son is Richard Gibbs Jr. He's mm-hmm. a part of the band. Wow. So I said that to say having the right personnel that mm-hmm. also knows the music mm-hmm. and would be able to treat the music, not only the old arrangement of it, but even as we slightly do some things, mm-hmm. it still was important to have somebody who understood the music, the content of it, and that if we changed it, they would respect you know, the arrangement. Certainly. So it's, it's been a lot of strategic and strategizing, um, but it's also been the grace and will be yeah. the grace of God that, that makes this successful. Yeah, Great. I, I'm really caught up in your story. We brought you on today to talk about a special event, and we are running, uh, I'm running low on time, but will you share with us uh, what you have planned next week for uh, this great celebration. So on Thursday, uh, July 12th here uh, at Thalia Mauer Hall, sorry, uh, we will have Malico's 50th gospel celebration. Uh, Fred Hammond, uh, the Bishop mm. Paul S. Morton, mm. uh, Sunday's best one, Natasha Pace Lockhart, mm. uh, Ernest Pugh, mm. uh, the Prince of Praise and Worship, Byron Cage, uh, the, the son, I think, of royalty, Luther Barnes, Ooh. uh 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 Ann Nesby Sounds of Blackness uh, oh, Optimistic. Man. We have uh I mean just a great, 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 great lineup and we're gonna pay tribute to the Williams brothers. Uh I mean, got some great surprises, got some things for you. Uh Benji Cone Jr., uh yeah. native of the city, is oh, leading yeah. the choir, Myron Butler. Uh, we have not announced that. He's over the background singers. And nice. I mentioned Percy Beatty is the first. MD. Uh, so, again, we want Jackson to come out. We're going to put Malico's best foot forward. Again, 50 years uh, born and bred here in, in Malico. I mean, in Jackson is a big thing. An incredible that's night of music. Wow. That's a lineup right there. So you yeah. mentioned this is Thursday, um, July 12th at Thalia Hall. Mm-hmm. Are tickets available for the public? Tickets available. You can go to Malico.com uh, or Ticketmaster. Okay. Uh, they're available. Doors open at 6 p.m. The taping starts at 7. I would really want you to come and enjoy yourself. We really want you to come expecting a great night of music. Uh, it is a television taping as well. Uh, I know we just said it was a taping. Most people think that we just know it's a television taping. So we really uh, spared no expense to put our best foot forward um, and represent Jackson to the world. Mm-hmm. Well, a beautiful venue, a, an incredible milestone. Congratulations. Thank you. thank you. Thank you for making time to be on the well, show thank today. Thank you for having me. Yes, indeed. All right, thank you. It is time for our final break, but when we return, we'll welcome our music guest, Fifth Child. We are so excited about this. Don't go far. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. MPBonline.org is the destination for everything Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Catch up on past shows from Think Radio, check out MPB TV or Music Radio, and become a sustaining member all from one place. Get connected now at MPBonline.org. I'm Jeremy Hobson. President Trump narrows his field of possible Supreme Court nominees, prepares for a summit with Vladimir Putin, and writes a letter to NATO allies demanding they pay more for defense ahead of next week's big meeting in Brussels. We'll discuss with our weekly politics roundtable. That's next time on Here and Now. Today at noon on MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio.
I'll be three steps ahead of y'all. Big ballin', baby, what you thought, huh? Never lost. Take the cost to do it, so it's my time to set it off. Big ballin', baby, what you thought, huh? Never lost. Even if I didn't win, I still never lost. They gon' have to deal with me again, so I never lost. Welcome back. Yeah, never this is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Never Lost. This is off Which Way Is Never up? Lost. That's right, Kamel. We, we can't help ourselves. Oh, man. Is, is, is Fifth on the line? Yes, I'm here. Fifth, you know Never Lost is my favorite. I just want to tear the studio up right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, Fifth Child, uh, thank you for coming on and talking about yourself and, and of course, your new release, Which Way Is Up. Uh, that was uh, one of the newest songs uh, off of the album, which was just released, I believe, a week ago, uh, the album Which Way Is Up. Uh, welcome to the show, Fifth Child. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Man, so let's jump right into it. Uh, for the people who have not heard of you uh, because they've been living under a rock, why don't you tell <laughs> us about yourself, about your name, and then segue it into this album, Which Way Is Up? Perfect, perfect. So uh, Fifth Child. Uh, artist, producer, engineer from Jackson, Mississippi. Um, I just recently, on Juneteenth, um, rep- uh, released my eighth solo album. So um, I've been performing in the Southeast region for the most part um, for the last, I don't know, like 15 or so years. Mm-hmm. That's all right. Um, really, really getting things started when I went to college in New Orleans. And a little bit before then, but just uh, releasing here and there between now and then. And the new album, Which Way Is Up, um, really it's been three years since the last project, which was called My Conversations With God, which I actually spoke with Marshall Ramsey about on uh, on Things Radio at one point. But the new album ha- is really just showing my growth over the last three years. I mean, a lot of things have changed. Like, I, I started going to uh, therapy. So shout out to all the folks taking advantage of mental health counselors. That's right. Yes, indeed. Um, I started going to therapy in September of last year and just reading a bunch of books, dealing with vulnerability and all sorts of stuff, and just really started to analyze the whole idea of success and how it's very different for me the way I perceive success now as a a 32-year-old than I did when I got started making music at 18. Because at that point, you know, every young artist wants to get a record deal. You want to get signed. You want to be rich. You want to be famous and all that. And I had friends that experienced that, like close close friends that experienced that. And it was never as fulfilling. And then you have cases just like Kate Spade or Anthony Bourdain, you know, these high-profile people who um, just experience so much success in their in whatever their field is. But for whatever reason, they're still not at peace. And so, like I said, with this project – and all the stuff that I learned over the past couple of years is like, I'm not trying to necessarily answer that question for you, which way is up, but let's just give it some more thought because it's not exactly just what it's going to look like on the surface. So um, if you've seen the album cover, stop me if I'm talking too long, but <laughs> the album cover is a really clean cut guy in a nice, nice three piece suit and everything sitting down on the curb. And there's a homeless lady walking by him. And she's putting a $100 bill inside of a champagne glass that he's holding. It's like, okay, if this mm-hmm. is what this is what is important to you, this is what's successful to you, but you're still out here, like, here, take this money, mm-hmm. you know, because if that's what up means to you is, is being rich, then there you go. And, by the way, the physical copies just came in yesterday. Oh, so that's great. Nice. Happy about that. Well, Fifth <laughs> but, Child, um, we, we should mention that Which Way Is Up just came out in June, and you're getting a lot of great feedback. I, I follow you on Instagram, and while you're talking about a lot of the themes in this album are about success, I think that's a real universal universal. Uh, feeling. I, even the, even if you're not in the entertainment mm-hmm. industry, you, you've been sharing oh, a lot absolutely. of feedback from your listeners who are saying how much this album is, is resonating with them. What uh, what does that mean for you as a performer to have that sort of feedback from your fans? Well, for me, it's, it's confirmation because with this project more so than any other one, like I'm, you know, I, I work for a company called Get to College, and uh, so I help students get into college and find the money to pay for it. I love my job. You know, I get paid pretty decent. Everything is cool. And um, so at this point, I wasn't trying to make music that was just going to be marketable. 
you know, I wasn't like, okay, let me make the songs going to be the catchiest. I, I kind of put blinders on. And I was like, okay, well, let me just make stuff that's, that's straight from the heart. I'm just going to listen to God, and whatever comes out, comes out. And, you know, as long as it speaks to me, then I'm just going to do it. You know, so I knew I was taking risks with uh, some of the songs that are on the project. But what's happened as a result of that is, like, I was just like, just trust me, just say what I tell you to say, and, <laughs> and just let me take care of the rest. And I think people can feel that it's, that it's genuine and it's not forced or anything like that, but it's coming from a very real place. It very much is. Uh, I was uh, very honored and had the privilege, and I do say privilege, of being invited by uh, Fifth Child to come to his home. And he's the type of guy that does not have a lot of people at his house because, uh, you know, he, he's a private person. Uh, but, I mean, you know, he invited myself and, and my best friend Steve Marino uh, to listen to this album, and we were just absolutely blown away, as we have been with all of his projects. But he is a consummate performer. He is the type of guy who will rock a show, one of the best producers that I've ever known. And, I mean, just your lyrical content is just uh, so magnanimous. So uh, I'm just very proud of you to release this album, Fifth. Yeah, I appreciate that. Now, Fifth, you've got this album streaming on many different platforms. You just mentioned that uh, the physical copies are available now. Uh, tell our listeners before we run out of time where they can go to download the album, to purchase, or get a get a physical copy. Well, anywhere that you hear music, you can pretty much find it. So Spotify, iTunes, Tidal, uh, Pandora, uh, Google Play, all those different streaming platforms. It's also available for uh, for purchase, like for download on my Bandcamp page, which is fifthchildmusic.bandcamp.com. Um, and truthfully, I'm sorry, you can go just straight to my website, which is fifthchildmusic.com, the number 5th, childmusic.com. The physical copies will be available at Offbeat, um, which is on 151 Wesley Avenue. And I'm also looking for other retailers who would be willing to, uh, to carry physical copies, or I can even ship them. So people can actually place orders through the website as well. That's excellent. Um, Thank you so much, Fifth Child, for joining us today. Check it out. The name of the album is Which Way Is Up. We're listening to Be Resilient as we go out today. And we want to thank you, our listeners, for traveling with us and thank all of our guests for joining us this morning on Next Stop Mississippi. Stay tuned for Southern Remedy for Women and join us again next week for another great trip on Next Stop Mississippi. I done witnessed greater men who never seen a hundred grand And been miles away from beaches seeing castles made of sand Until the wind blows, wash away the fakes I don't care how long it takes I just want to see you win, bro Pray that you can dig it, this one's deeper than the intro Believe that you'll be reaping what you've been so Tenfold, still I'm ten toes in a valley full of cold feet In a league of rappers who is not afraid